0: Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to
2: at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Down the ground, but fielder underneath, and taken! New Zealand win... The dream is diminished for Carlos Brathwaite here in Manchester.
1: Kia ora and welcome to the Offspin, the spin-off's Cricket World Cup podcast brought to you by Coffee Supreme and we really need some this morning, especially my co-host Simon Day who you've had a bit of a big night haven't you?
2: Holy shit I think this tournament's gonna kill me if it, if it wasn't for Coffee Supreme. I don't know how I'd still be alive. That game last night was a ripper. I, I still can't believe we managed to, to save it. Carlos Brathwaite is an absolute beast kane williamson's had a beautiful century sort of hidden behind uh that desperate glorious uh ultimately coming up short chase um i'm just bathed in anxiety still i i don't need another coffee but i'm gonna have a have one because if i don't i i just don't know if i'll be to stay awake one hour's sleep i had my phone out in the club to watch that amazing game and in Afghanistan as well. So close. So close. That was heartbreaking. Cricket. And we've got
1: also, uh, fittingly for the name of this podcast, we've got our first ever actual off spinner in the room with us today. Mark Craig, how are you?
0: Good. Thanks, boys.
2: Thanks for having me. It's so thank you for joining us.
1: The theme of today's episodes, uh, you know, every time you have a really good game of cricket people say, oh, how good is cricket, how good, but today I really want to get into a different theme, which is how cruel is cricket, yeah. and I feel like um, there's a lot to talk about in terms of what happened overnight, there's India versus Afghanistan, very cruel game for the Afghanistanis, and... Also, with our guest today, someone who had the extreme misfortune of being born a spinner in New Zealand. I mean, how, how tough is that as, as, as a life?
0: Uh, look, it's, it, is, it is tough. Um, I think it's tough more so probably because there's not a hell of a lot of support around for, for spinners. It's more everything seems to be fast bowling conducive. Obviously, the wickets that we play on, um, there's a lot more... Fast bowling coaches, and I even think even in like the black cap setup, it's all it's a fast bowling coach. You know, mm. there's no actually no um, spin bowling coach per se that's that's on tour with you, and um, and because we play on on wickets that are are probably less spin conducive, that when you do go over to mm. subcontinent places, that then that expectation falls on you to to take all these wickets, mm. Um, mm. and you're not actually used to bowling on. Those types of wickets, um, so that really the only way that you are that you are learning is in the middle, because the, the practice wickets you play on aren't the same as um, as what you get in the game. Yeah. Um, and I know from experience, like playing against India was the first time I I'd, I'd bowled on those wickets against and, those. Batters. And that was in a test match. And, and is it a test match? Correct. So yeah. I think you know you're, you're sending batters over to to go to spin camps to learn how to face spin. Why aren't we sending? spin bowlers, to go to spin camps to learn how to bowl spin on those wickets?
1: Well, it's I mean, it's a really interesting question in terms of um, the the way that New Zealand has used spinners in the past. And, I mean, we've cycled through a lot of them. I'm looking at names like Ronnie Hera, Taran Nathula, Ajaz Patel, Will Somerville, uh, Todd Astle, Rob Nickel, you could potentially say if you're being maybe a little bit generous, Gitan <laughs> Patel, <laughs> Sant Nasodi yourself... That's a lot of spinners to have used in the space of about a decade. Yeah. I mean, uh, why is it that we've had, uh, you know, the likes of Southey, Bolt and Wagner together for what feels like a hundred years? Mm. And in that time, we've gone through so many spin bowlers as well.
0: Yeah, look, I think New Zealand cricket's probably desperately searching for Dan Vittori. Right. Um, <laughs> and... Probably because of how good of a bowler and a cricketer he was, um, which has left a big hole in that arena. You know, I think they desperately they desperately want a, a wrist spinner, which I think any any cricket team these mm. days you need to have a wrist spinner. Well, there's um, a,
1: you know every other team in the World Cup it seems has yeah. turned to that as yeah. uh, as an option. England's got Adil Rashid, who they put a lot of work into yeah. uh, Rashid Khan for Afghanistan. India yeah. seems to have turned to wrist spinners as well. Yeah, they got two of them. Are we uh, are we falling behind? In we that don't. Area, do we don't think?
2: seem to want to play Sodi yeah. in any format. Uh, personally, I think
0: it's it's a shame. Um, mm. wrist spin is, is your point of difference, you know. Like unless you've got guys that bowl one fifty, like we do with Lockie, and you have got boldy that shapes the ball up front, but through the middle period, especially in one day cricket, where the game is about taking wickets, and it's not. Um, that's where Brendan was so good. I think captaining spin was because it wasn't a defensive mindset in terms of, right, let's get spin on, let's let's try and soak up, to, like get some dot balls and, and bring the run rate pressure back. It's actually he ball spin as a wicket-taking option. Mm, and I think mm. that's where we've probably changed the mindset potentially a little bit um, under Kane. And that's Kane finding his feet in terms of how he wants to captain as well. Like Brennan was a very aggressive captain. Um, but I think through that middle period, you need a wrist spinner because you got guys that because they turn it both ways. So when you have, um, and nowadays I think, especially with T20 cricket and one day cricket, mm. it's almost money ball. Like you're lining yourself up. If the team's got five left handers, you play an off spinner and you don't play a left armor. So the ball's turning back in It's right into the sweet spot. So, um, and most of the teams have right hand. So you'd look to try and play a ball that's turning away from the batters majority of the time. Yeah. Um, but your wrist spinner can do both, so in my mind, I think it's it's silly in the fact that we're not playing each in this World Cup because through those middle periods, like and and Brendan made a great point this morning in today's game. He thought that the game would have been wrapped up by now if mm. we'd had each playing mm. because you've got guys in the middle to lower order that that aren't picking which way the ball's going, and they're actually where the spinners come into play and the wrist spinners is that when guys are on the attack and coming after them, they've got so many more different variations to get these guys out,
1: yeah, there's a real good chance of a, a sky to gully or yeah. something like that off the outside edge but I mean in terms of um in terms of finger spinning though it's not necessarily the case that uh that there's only one way to skin a cat in that yeah. sense right i mean you yeah. you were a bowler who used to toss it up quite a bit mm-hmm. I mean is that something that bowlers are a little bit too afraid to do now as well
0: I think the good guys aren't I think if you look at uh, slinky, Satner, he he changes his paces really well. I think the key is you control what comes with it. Um, it's being able to to control your length. You know, I think Moan Ali's a great exponent of it as well. Mm. Um, so I definitely still think that there is 100% there's definitely room for for finger spinners in, in one day cricket and T20 cricket. I think there's also a period where T20 cricket, it went to the part-time off spinner and you looked at all yep. the success yep. that part time off spinners were having. And it was and I, I, I used to always look at it and be like, what the fuck? Like this dude's taking wickets and, and not getting pumped. And then he's a part timer at best. And then you look at genuine off spinners that are that are playing or finger spinners and they're getting met. And it's for me it, it took quite a while for me to get my head around why that was and and things like that. And but I think if you look at the last IPL the um, what's the word? The emergence again of of spinners coming back into the game, like Ashwin took a, a lot of wickets, and, and yeah. some other boys in the IPL took wickets, yeah, and which and is which some is awesome. of those wickets
1: weren't even mancads as well. So you know, genuine that's, bowling
2: wickets, it's yeah, <laughs> a bonus. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Speaking of today's game, we've brought Mark in as our West Indies expert. In uh, 2014, he made his debut for New Zealand um, on tour to the West Indies. And became the first player in the history of cricket to hit their very first delivery for six. Did you know when you went out that that was the plan? Nah,
0: to be honest, mate, we we turned up and um, got the nod that I was playing, and we actually we batted first. So um, I'm actually not a very good watcher of cricket. I don't like watching it at live. I tend to to probably ride the highs and lows a little bit. And so I was sitting out front and. And I went in to, to have a dart and, and go to the toilet and, and I saw a few of the boys that were sitting in there lying down and watching the, uh, the game on TV in the changing room. And I said to Saudi, I was like, bro, do we not have to be out there watching it? And they were like, mate, you can do whatever you like. So then I proceeded to make a, a bed out of towels and, and basically <laughs> napped for most of the day and got feeds and smoked a few darts. And, and then when it was actually time to, for me to go and bat, I'd actually I'd overheard that we were going to declare. So I actually got unpadded and then I think Timmy went out to bat and I said to Baz, I was like, oh, bro, do you want me to to put my pads on? He's, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, bro. Like, go out and and have a smash, you know, like, have some fun. We're going to look to declare. And I was like, all right, sweet. So I quickly got padded back up and, like, I hadn't been nervous or anything and then I remember walking down to town, Timmy got out and I remember walking down the stairs going, oh, shit, here we go, like, because I knew I was going to have a lick first ball Um, and, I could just see that like Craig gets golden duck on day, day but as as I was walking out. And then, um, yeah, I was lucky enough to run down and, and get a good piece of Solomon Ben. So. And then the next ball was actually the one that probably should have potentially gone even further out of the ground. And, and I got a one and I got down the other end. And I forget the umpire at the time is one of the Aussie boys. And um, he goes, do you realize what you've just done? I said, what do you mean, mate? I've just hit it to mid on for one. He goes, no, you idiot. I don't think anyone's ever hit the first ball for six. And I was like, oh, I'm not too <laughs> sure. And then, and then we de- <laughs> BJ had a boundary
2: and then we declared. And it's funny because, of course, you're playing against Chris Gale, who um, is also the only person to ever hit the first ball of a test match for six. What's it like bowling to Chris Gale? I've always
0: found, like, every, every team that i played against, you always look at their lineup and you think, right, who do I want to get out? And who do I want to bowl to? And, um, and he was definitely... He was definitely one. I was lucky enough to get him out in Barbados in the final test. Um Rudzi took an absolute hanger, um, to get him out. But the games before that, I actually I think the boys had, had got him out previously. I think Bolty or Timmy had, had nicked him off previously, so I didn't actually have to bolt him to the last game. But I actually i lie, I bolted him in the last innings at Barbados and he was uh, not Barbados, Trinidad and he was taying off. But it's yeah, those guys, you know, there there is that there's an aura about about those sort of guys, and um, you play the game to, to test yourself against the best. And and he was definitely massive bloke. You know, like you're looking down, the wicket seems a hell of a lot shorter, and or a little bit longer, and, does and it, the boundaries seem a bit smaller. And
1: I mean, he's got he's got that aura as you know the universe boss or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, does it feel different bowling to him compared to other big hitters who might potentially just as easily take you to the cleaners?
0: Yeah, and I think it's reputation. Mm. I think it's the fact that he's done it. For a number of years now, and um, every time he comes out to bat, you know that if you don't get him, he's he's a lot more likely to get you. So th- there is, I think, because he's a bit more consistent probably than than other other big hitters. Um, but it's all it's all part of the fun. Eh? It's all it's all good fun. That
1: reputation, what what do you reckon is behind it? Like off the field as well, is it? Is that coming into it too?
0: Uh, it's just swag with those boys, eh? Like they're they're dripped in gold and. Um, they're super chilled and there's that I don't know it's funny though Like I don't know if it's arrogance but it's they just enjoy what they're doing it, at their own time
2: and and yeah they do it absolutely their own way yeah, like 100%. if you, today's game it was unlike any approach to chasing down 290 I've ever seen before and they just muscle it it's, yeah. they're, sh- they're huge men and Seeing Brathwaite uh, take to Henry, uh, to Matt Henry, and the, that's penultimate over, how do you bowl? Like what, he didn't do heaps wrong. Like mm-hmm. what, what, what do you do when you get handed the ball in the death like that and you're, um, you know, you've are you got a seven-foot West Indian at the other end ready yep. to, to pelt it? How do you, how do you feel? That's, that's a tough one, eh? I think it, in that situation it's all,
0: and what everyone talks about is being able to hold your nerve. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to simplify, what it is that you're trying to do, you know, like I think that nowadays guys can potentially have so many different variations in terms of slower balls, and um, but if like I was talking earlier, you know, if you're not bowling one fifty and you're not genuinely hurrying guys up for pace, um, you need and then you need to have the confidence to be able to slam New Yorker. And like we said earlier, like he he scooped one over point for six. Like you actually take your hat off to him. Like, if you can do that six out of six, then you guys deserve to win, you know? Mm, like mm. um, so it's just more about sticking to your plans, trying to trying to stay ahead of them potentially. And then I think also you can you can sort of telegraph what you're trying to do as long as you execute as well.
1: Uh well speaking of uh being taken to the cleaners, uh Trent Bolt took you for 26 off and over. Yeah. Uh was that all? I thought it was more. Oh, was it 28? Could be. Could be. Uh, and uh, you haven't played a first-class game since. Now, I'm not saying it's a coincidence. Yeah, he bashed me into
0: retirement, <laughs> uh, early, early <laughs> retirement.
1: I mean, what 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 was that like? I mean, was he standing on two feet to hit it at the time?
0: Hey, what, actually, he was swinging that hard. Every time he hit it, he was pulling up with cramp. <laughs> um, so at that stage, it was... We all know Boltie shits himself against against Payson. Um, he was starting to. He's got one of the best eyes I've ever seen. You know, like it's a great golfer. Eh? Ah, unbelievable! Works the ball whatever way he wants. Um, and so he was starting to get a hold of our boys. And um, I was actually wanting to bowl, uh, Rippy, Michael Rippon, but he'd actually been off the field because he's a drifter and for too long, so he couldn't bowl. So I was like, <laughs> "All right, I'll I'll bowl this over," and. I knew he was going to come after me. So I thought, big boundaries, he's hitting into the wind, Mm. Um, you know, like he's going to need to get all of this. And first one, bang, straight up, and I was just like, oh, that's to cow, and it's literally just dropped over the head. And I was like, fuck, you won't go again. And then so I've gone slower and (laughs) didn't quite get my length right, and then bang, same thing, he went over mid-on, and mid-on's come in and then gone back, and then it's landed just over his head. Oh, man. I was like, fuck, there's no chance you go no chance you go three. And then I think I bowled an arm ball, and he sort of running, and he goes, oh, yeah, pussy, halfway down, and then dabbed me for four past third man. And I was thinking, fuck, okay. And then in my head, I was like, I should have gone around the wicket. I was like, "Now nah, I'll stay over the wicket. And then and then he, he hit me for two massive bombs after that into the wind. And, yes, yeah, so I think he hit me for 26 or 28 off the over, and, and then I was lucky enough to get him out the... The first ball of the next over. So,
1: I see no one ever talks about that part of the story, Chariot. do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I just had to get that in there.
1: It's pretty amazing that a batsman mm. was sledging a bowler in that situation as well. Is that just fast bowler mindset? I think
0: that's just Bolty, mate. No. He's um he's genuinely one of the one of the funnier blokes going around and enjoy the way that he plays cricket and <clears throat>
2: has a laugh and doesn't take himself too seriously. Such a good catch. I think that was an underrated part of the finish today. Was running around that boundary edge this um this morning and taking that amazing catch off what I I was sure Brathwaite had pumped that over the fence mm. Yeah, a meter more I was hyper I was hyperventilating th- as that went up in the air it was it's a horrible to watch
0: he's probably he's got a great set of hand. you know like he he's taking those couple of screamers and in, mm. in the basin and he'd probably be very disappointed with himself because he he led an absolute sitter go earlier on in the tournament um, yeah, yeah
1: he took another one earlier in the game as well though another boundary right yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. just uh, solid yeah.
0: safety he's got great hands on him
1: Sort of thing. Um, in terms of the game as well, I, I've got a conspiracy theory that I want to run past you. We've talked a lot of shit about the commentators at this World Cup so far, especially about Simon Dool. Um, he can boot it, uh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've got a conspiracy no theory <laughs> about Brendan <laughs> McCullum, who I think might be captaining from the commentary box. So there was a moment in about the 43rd over... Uh, where he called for both Bolt and Ferguson to, to bowl out. Mm. Immediately afterwards, they did so. He also said uh, that Long On should be out Nisham because uh, cause Brathwaite might miscue it. Lo and behold, that's where the catch got made. Now, is it at all logistically possible that messages are coming down from the commentary box, getting onto the boundary, getting into Williamson's ear?
0: Shit. That's pretty techie. Uh I'm just asking the questions. Yeah, you look, know? I think, I think it's, Brendan knows how that team runs, and I think anyone that's got half a brain knows that you want your two strike bowlers. They've got to bowl out.
1: That's probably
0: fair. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> and and look, you've got you've got plenty of experience there with Kane and and Ross and things like that, and. Um, it's probably just coincidence that it's actually worked out the way that that your conspiracy theory has. But um,
1: like we're journalists here, you know, we yeah. we we see conspiracies where other people see. Was he like that?
0: He sketches air, or um, oh, I, I, it didn't cut to the commentary box, uh, so we that,
1: couldn't see if he was waving his arms around. Because they have, like uh, that, do they, they, have they have
0: the World Cup? I haven't quite seen. Have they got those? Ears? I have not noticed the earpieces. Yeah. So.
1: Well, just okay. So what you're saying basically is that it probably isn't a conspiracy.
0: But. oh let's run with it.
2: I reckon it is a conspiracy. Okay, cool, yeah.
1: cool, cool. Yeah, no, we'll yeah. quote you on that. Awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's so exciting to see the tournament <laughs> wide open now after the um Sri Lankans beat England. Yeah. England getting a little bit exposed, it appears, as potentially flat track bullies. Um so heartbreaking to not have Afghanistan uh get up over India. That would have been awesome. How could the but it does, fi- you know, the, the the tournament is alive in the last two days. And Mark, you reckon there's probably going to be another upset or two? Oh,
0: hundred percent. I think this. I think this has been a great. Uh, I quite like the format in terms of everyone plays everyone. Um, there's no easy pool, so to speak, or a pool of death or anything like that. There is probably, if anything, some people like we've been sort of eased into the tournament. I think in terms of who we played. Um, but uh, yeah, don't get me wrong. There's definitely going to be. Another couple more upsets to come. Easy, I think. I think everyone probably thought as well that this was going to be a 300, 350 plus a game. Mm. That was all we heard about. Was you know we might see five hundred. Yeah, know, there is going to be people chasing yeah. down four hundred, and it's been. But it's actually refreshing to see a, a two fifty and be enough. You know, like guys actually shows in these in these sort of one off games that that the pressure of of that that gets to, to teams and and being able to hold your nerve and and things like that to get the job done. So.
2: That was something I hadn't thought of. As so often we see, you know, five match series where teams get to know each other and uh, get to choose bowlers to focus on in terms of when they want to score heaps of runs, and that can lead to you know really high scoring series. This is like one off games. We're trying to learn on the go, and it's it's produced. You know, it was a little bit slow to get started, and then there was some rain, and in the last week there's been some amazing results, and it's been very exciting cricket, and it's a lot of fun. I think it also shows that exactly what you're saying with that
0: five match series you get in the swing of playing Mm. and now it's sort of like the boys before that last game against south africa had 11 days where they hadn't played yeah you know like and when you're in that format world cup stuff that's that's the that's half the battle you know if there's a bit of weather around you don't get to train or you don't get to to practice or whatever um and then to turn up and then to get the job done is is pretty tough you know like you've actually got to be on and and that adds to another element to the game as well you know where um each day you have to turn up because there is no guaranteed results you know like like you say bangladesh and afghanistan and and teams like that you know they're going to take people down there's no no question about that um and just for our sake you hope that you don't get them on on their good day
1: Mm. um i just want to talk about your career a bit more uh while we've got you here um 15 Test matches, Mm -hmm. just three of them were in New Zealand. Uh, And that's potentially a little bit of a a spinner's lot, as it were. But, uh, you know, you had uh, four wickets in consecutive innings against the Windies. You had that amazing Pakistan spell with uh, seven wickets. You played in India. Um, But then, uh, you know, in terms of of the career that you have, do you think you kind of got the credit... For those performances, because they happened overseas at at difficult times for fans to watch and stuff.
0: And what in what way? Like,
1: well, did, did yeah, you fly um, under
0: the radar as a New Zealand? Yeah, sprint? yeah. I mean, because uh, those are pretty I remarkable
1: think, performances.
0: I think any spinner from New Zealand that like, let's be honest, they bear saw something in me, and and everyone was like, "Shit, who the hell is this guy?" Um, <laughs> and that was that was great to to fly under that tag, you know. Like, um, and then it's funny from there. Then you probably expectation goes goes on and it's probably more expectation from yourself Mm. which is um is the harder thing um but yeah definitely flying under the radars has enjoyed that sort of that sort of status definitely to start off with
1: yeah and uh, i mean in in terms of um of you know what you're up to now obviously you had a bit of an injury blighted season last time Uh, are you planning on coming back
0: yeah, so I've, yeah, to be fair, the last, well, when I came home from India with well, that side strain was the start of a pretty uh, pretty niggly run in terms of injuries and things right. like that. So I didn't play for probably 18 months. Um,
2: right. I got a side strain last uh, season and I was just Googling about it and it's the apparently the right of passage for any good fast bowler. So that was very exciting for me. Did you get it on your front side or your back side? I got it on my <laughs> right-handed bowler and I got it on my left side. Yeah.
0: What does it mean <laughs> if you're getting it on the other one? I don't know. Apparently it's unheard of. Apparently, so oh, you must right, be doing yeah. something completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it um, was debilitating, though. You can like
2: I couldn't get in out of the car.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's quite an ugly. And then sort of my knee went from there, and then and then the back issues, obviously, and mm. having surgery on that, and and not being fully fit and coming back and trying to play and and stuff like that. So it has been pretty draining. You know, like it's sort of been three years now of um, pain being on you most of the more times than it's not, and Mm. Um, there's definitely periods where you you lose the love of the game, and and when something you love becomes a chore because of an injury or things like that, then you start thinking, what am I up to and mm. and all that sort of stuff. And but it's but it's clear that I still there's still a bit of fire left in, in me to to get back, and because um, I still feel there's some unfinished business in that aspect. So um, it's great being up in Auckland at the moment, being able to get some second opinions done on my back and, and things like that. So. Um and might making some progress i suppose in, in that in that aspect and um and you're yeah, looking forward to to getting ready for the the domestic season um for the vaults
1: yeah recently announced back on the contract list again yeah,
0: just slipped in the back door there was lucky enough so <laughs> um so that that's that's awesome you know we've got a great bunch of boys down there and um just looking forward to be able to get the get healthy i think first and foremost, and mm. then cricket comes after that um mm. And then, yeah, and then just enjoying the game eh, and um, and giving back to to the place and and to the young boys coming through.
1: What is uh, I mean? What is getting healthy when you've had a really niggly run of injuries? What does getting healthy mean in that context? What do you have to do?
0: Uh, a whole lot, I think. Um, a lot more around your <clears throat> your stretching and your um, your rehab and and things like that. And and probably for me, that's probably something that it's just going to have to become part of a regular day-to-day routine now I suppose mm. um which is cool um but it's also I think it's having balance hey eh? like I'm not a robot you know like if it's cricket 24-7 then I'll cheese out you know you burn out and um so it's for me it's been able to a healthy mind you know like be able to have stuff outside of cricket that I enjoy like my hunting and surfing and fishing and stuff like that and mm. and that so then when you do turn up to cricket you know you can give it a good crack and then and then you can step away from it again because that's one thing I've definitely learnt that you know cricket is a, a really taxing game you know mentally it, it kills you and Even and the thing with the injuries and your, your form dips and, and things like that and um, being selected and then being dropped and then you know like it's all it's pretty lonely and um, if you don't have that stuff outside of it then it's um, then it can really wear you down so mm. Mm. But yeah, it's just enjoy like, you know, like the game. Give back to the game, you know. It's it's something that every cricketer, you know, it was, it was all the kid that fell in love with playing the game, you know. And it's finding that again, and and by being healthy, you know, you will you will find that. eh? so.
1: Well, were you around Otago when Jimmy Neesham was having his uh, his tremendous struggles?
0: Yeah, he was actually flatting with me. Really? That, um, yeah, that um, we got him in to where I was living down there, and um, yeah, he wasn't in he wasn't in great shape, and um but i think he yeah you know he's addressed a few things and probably still got some few things that he needs to work on as well um mm-hmm. but it was just and i think the change helped him you know like i think at the end of the day if you can look in the mirror and say look i'm done everything i can to to get to where i am um then great but you also can't lie to that person that you're looking at in the mirror um and yeah so he's obviously gone away and sorted some stuff out and and is yeah i don't think he's finished but <laughs> he's um he's still got some some stuff to do, but he's he's happy enough working away at that, so it's just great to see you know like um no one likes to see someone struggle like that you know no, it's no. it's because I think everyone does you know, and it's there's plenty of people past players you know that are still struggling now mentally with with it all and um so like i said yeah it's it's not nice to see someone that you you've been alongside and you played with for a number of years to to go
2: through something like that. Yeah, well, so It's a cruel, cruel sport, which it, is what we've we've talked about.
1: It really is. It really is. It's cruel for people at every level as well. I think you mm-hmm. know Simon and I have both had our our <laughs> terrible days on the field. Yeah. You know,
2: it's, it's, it's especially cruel when your dad is the coach and you can't win the MV, MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all get the field of the Year? No, I just got nothing. Uh, yeah, oh. it's always, yeah Mac it's always is on the way always home always from the game. De- or? Always deserved the. the <laughs> the victory but never never got that, that little golden batsman yeah, yeah. bolted to the piece of wood. The New Zealanders look like one of the best four teams in the World Cup. Yeah. But we also look like we've got a few issues that if we are gonna win, which will take a little bit of luck on the day, I think anyone can win. <laughs> <100%. clears throat> but two golden ducks at the top isn't a great place to start. Kane and Ross look good. And then I think, you know, potentially have a hole in the bowling somewhere. What what do you think is the biggest issue for the Black Caps that they need to solve as they go ahead and play the, the sort of the big games against Pakistan, Australia, and England to yeah. finish?
0: So I, I think my my biggest concern that I've got with that is the fact that they're scared about their batting mm. and the depth of their batting. That's why they're not playing each. They're playing the two all rounders to basically make up overs. Um, Look, in my, in, in my eyes, you play... I think the top of the order can sort itself out. Those two are, um, like Mitch alluded to, to the other week, you know, that they, they complement each other really well. They could, you could play nickels up there, but um, I think you, your production runs out the, at the top. I think that will come. Um, Tommy's battling a little bit through the middle order there. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd like to see Ish play. You know, you drop one of the all-rounders and then also throw the owners back on Kane. Kane bowls some overs. You know, like it's. If you look at England.
1: He's got quite a bit on his plate at the moment already, though, right? Having to carry the entire batting up.
0: But again, like that's, but that's Kane. You know, he loves, he loves doing that. But I think the balance of your team is so much more better there of having faith, like picking an niche and saying, like I said, because it's through the middle where you're going to win win games. Mm. You know, you, you can set it up at the start and stuff like that. But through the middle, I think is where you then halt guys. If you're taking wickets through the middle, then they can't launch at the end. Um and apart from say so Bolty at the top, if it's shaping, that's a threat. Then you've got Lockie with genuine pace through the middle and then your death bolts, You need someone else through the middle there so that then Lockie can go halfway through the middle and then he's got gas at the end as well. Mm-hmm. Um that's that's what I'd like to see. And it just showed actually you pick the guy to do a job, you know, like you picked a one all rounder you're going to bowl year eight. And it doesn't have to necessarily be the full quota, like say, because you might get one or two overs of Kane. Like,
2: and Colin Munro can bowl as well.
0: 100%. You know, that, that's something that also that hasn't, that hasn't been looked at. And it's potentially a surface over there that would suit Manu, you know, like, mm. um, but I think it's so just been brave because I, mean, I also think like they're now, they're in the position where pretty, you're guaranteed a, a semi, aren't they? And I think they have to look at Matt Henry and, and probably see how they're getting a run. Um, and then, do you look at? I think each has to get a run and play nickels as well. I know that they want to keep the same team in terms of winning formulas and stuff like that. But how long do you give that? You know, like mm. because then all of a sudden, say if something happens to someone the day before the semi and they fall over and they haven't had a run, then it's pre- that's a pretty tough environment to come into. shut off the bat, not playing any cricket, yeah. competitive cricket.
1: And a game against Pakistan coming up as well, which you know you'd you'd want to have your what you think is your absolute best eleven playing against England and Australia, I'd imagine. Yeah. But that Pakistan game, maybe not quite so much.
0: Yeah, and I, look, I, that's I, like I'd like to see those changes, but then also I don't think Steady will will make those changes. I think they will of that they want to have that um, continuity of the team, mm. um, everything moving moving forward, and and that. Then just back the guys if something does happen to a bowler or something like that, the, the guys that are coming in and will get the job done. And I've got no doubt that they will. Um, but it's just, it just makes it a little bit harder when you haven't been playing, that's all.
1: Mm, mm. All right. Well, we'll probably uh, wrap it up there. I think we're about out of time. But look, Mark Craig, thank you so much for that insight.
2: I, want, I also want to thank Mark. Uh, from a personal perspective from f- for feeding my uh, cricket fandom uh got me a bat from Brendan McCullum to gift a friend for the uh, as a wedding gift um i'm sure Sophie really appreciated that uh and and Mark took um sting and I out on the town <laughs> with the uh with the black caps after the first ever day night test and Ping got to corner Brendan McCullum and uh, harass him for about half an hour and really embarrass himself. And I actually it wasn't as bad as old Callum,
0: though. <laughs> Callum had uh, sort of a business entrepreneur, sort of a bloke. And I said, Oh, you ought to talk to Baz about um, about your business. And then dropped him straight into it. And he was like a goldfish for about 90 seconds and didn't actually say anything.
2: <laughs> so Baz
0: looked at him twice and walked off. So he uh, he nailed that.
2: I've still got the uh, the hoodie that you lent me on that cold uh, Adelaide evening, and I, I wear it before I uh, go to bed. Go to, <laughs> before I go to uh, any LMS game to no. know, just feel like a feel yeah. like a black cap. So yeah, good shit. I appreciate that.
0: No problem. Thanks for having me, boys.
2: No worries. And that is
1: episode I can't even remember. Nine episode number, nine. Episode 9 of well. The
0: offspin. we we're, we're making great
1: progress. Um, and we're making great progress in large part because of Coffee Supreme, who I've had one hour sleep today, us going through this entire tournament <laughs> and are going to continue getting us through at least into the semi finals now, which the Black Caps are now in. We will be back with a bonus episode, and this one is very exciting. We're going to be back midweek coming up with a bonus episode with Chris Bishop. MP for Hutt South and Kieran McAnulty Labour List MP who are part of the Parliamentary Cricket Team Who?
2: Yeah
1: Kieran Ma- Oh come on <laughs>
2: Chris <laughs> Bitt, Who?
1: Come on you- I mean you're not saying that you don't know every single one of the 120 MPs right? Surely not The only politician I Just know me? that plays ah.
2: cricket is Imran Khan.
1: Well we're going to talk to them about that as well That is it for the Offspin Make sure you tune in next week Thank you Coffee Supreme Like, Share, Subscribe etc Kakite